0: Looking to sound like you know what's going on in the world? Social strategy, comedy, and other funny stuff? Well, join the club and settle in for the Jeff Dwaskin Show. It's not the podcast we deserve, but the podcast we all need with your host, Jeff Dwaskin. All right, Skip. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. As always, this is episode 13 of the Jeff DeWaskin Show, Lucky, Episode 13. And we are lucky to have Anthony Carboni with us. That's right, the executive producer of the hit Netflix game show, Floor is Lava, is with us, and we'll be talking to him a little bit later. But right now, a quick word from the street. The July 4th weekend, I, with my family, Very safely, masks, social distancing, all that. We traveled up north, Michigan, to Mackinac Island. Mackinac Island is a beautiful, beautiful place. But here's where it gets interesting. What was happening July 4th weekend? National bowling competition? No. No, if you guessed bowling, you were wrong. National croquet? You would be wrong. Wrong if you guessed croquet. Why would you guess croquet? National hopscotch? No. Why would I spend time with national hopscotch? Come on. You guys aren't even trying. You're not even trying. The answer is over July 4th weekend, I was front row to the 2020 Stone Skipping Championship. That's right. If you had guessed stone skipping championship, give yourselves a high five right now because you're the coolest. You guessed it. That's where I was. Front and center on ESPN three. One passed on it. Two passed on it. Three grabbed it. ESPN three grabbed it. Didn't make it all the way to the Ocho. Nope. Didn't make it to the Ocho. Stone skipping is on ESPN3 because it's the real deal. Let me tell you, it was a nail-biter as far as stone skipping competitions go. Both the top contenders, Kurt Steiner and Jeff McNutty, that's right, his name is Jeff McNutty, and Kirk Steiner, both stone skipped twenty times. They tied. But here's the thing. You can't tie. In stone skipping, there is only one winner. You probably knew that, but I needed to make it abundantly clear. So what did they do? They went back to their second best skip. And you know who won? Kurt Mountain Man Steiner. That's right. His nickname is Mountain Man. Not Pebble Man, which you would probably think, but it's Mountain Man. He won because he had 19 as his second best, and Jeff McNutty had only 18. I know, it's insane to lose by just one at that level of high, intense stone skipping. But there I was, there we were, there it was, on gorgeous Mackinac Island. And that's the Sporting Report. Boom, 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 boom. And now, a word from our sponsor, Stones. Yeah, the things on the ground that you just walk over. Did you know that if you picked us up and threw us just right, you could become a world champion skipper? That's right. That's all you got to do. Have water, stone, throw, skip, 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 skip. And it's all you. The glory awaits you. Pick up a stone today. All right. All right. We'll definitely support all our sponsors. Every week, you know, they're the ones that keep the lights on, make the Jeff Tewaskin Show possible. All right. Well, I wanted to do a social media tip. Anyway, so here we are with the (laughs) social media tips. The... One I wanted to talk about this week. I usually do Twitter, but I wanted to talk about Facebook because Facebook's getting kind of lit lately with all the politics and stuff. And I just want everyone to know, instead of getting into a big fight on Facebook, there's like a snooze 30-day button, and you can just snooze the people annoying you. That gives you time to not unfriend them and kind of just relax. So that's it. Just snooze don't lose. And that was Jeff's social media tip. Alright, well we do have a great guest for you this week, Anthony Carboni, executive producer of Flores Lava. He's done lots of other great stuff. I'm gonna let you just sit back and enjoy this conversation with Anthony. Here comes the interview. Alright, we are here with Anthony Carboni, Emmy Award winner. He's been on TV making a difference for over 20 years as an executive producer and showrunner. Most recently, an amazing show on Netflix, Floor is Lava, amongst other shows, Tough as Nails on CBS. Welcome to the show, Anthony.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. This is the result of of uh, a different episode we did, we were talking about stuff to stream. Jeff DeWatskin Show super fan and Floor is Lava fan Paul Bokshel tweeted at both of us. Yeah. And uh, here we are, the magic of Twitter.
1: I, and, I, uh, it's my favorite thing about Twitter. It's just like you can connect with random people all over the place.
0: Oh yeah, I, I've connected with like all these people, and then I go to meet them, and then they're like, or they'll be like, "Oh yeah, Jeff Twaskin, yeah, uh, we're Twitter friends." <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, <sighs> and it's, just,
0: it's, just, it's just crazy the world that we live in in terms of the connections now that we make, even more so now with the whole yeah. um, COVID thing. so when um, when Paul connected us, it was primarily before Flores Lava, which is a new game show streaming on Netflix right now, yep. Which my, and I think I told you this, my daughter had just insisted we watch Days Prior. Like she was obsessed with the show. She loved, loved the it's, show. It's,
1: it seems like kids are the like touch, like the thing that are pointing their parents to it oftentimes. You know, kids and then stoners. Kids and stoners are the two <laughs> things that are like, <laughs> that's our wheelhouse.
0: Do you want to explain the show and kind of how you came up with it? and like Sure.
1: Your... Yeah, it's a very simple concept. I mean, Flores Lava is a kind of universal game that we played as children, which is Don't Touch the Ground. People play various versions, obviously, like, some people play... I've heard all sorts of versions, people are like, there's crocodiles, or whatever it is, quicksand, but you know, floor is lava, don't touch the ground. So, our version is giant rooms full of quote-unquote lava, which is our own goopy concoction, that teams of three people try to make their way across. It's very comedic, very simple, make it across, you get a point, team with the most points wins, and that's it. And, and so these big rooms get across the room. That's it in a nutshell.
0: So if you if you haven't seen it, which definitely stop what you're doing right now and go watch it. But like it's the idea is like it's set up like you're in the basement and it is. It's all lava and you have to like jump. If you think it's like being a, like in a live action Dora the Explorer video game, just being in a yeah, video it's game. It's a room.
1: video game in many ways. Yeah, that's kind of what we were going for.
0: Where do you get the people with the personalities? I mean, like... <laughs>
1: I mean, it's like it's it's all. (laughs) No, I mean it's it's all.
0: I mean it's like these people are like. It. I mean that's part. i half this. It's like so fun. Fun to watch.
1: Yeah, what's great about the show is okay. So it's like people have to jump, swing, do all sorts of things to get through them. What's great about it is you know our whole goal was not make it. You know we don't want ninja warrior people. We don't want it to be like uh, because those shows you can only cast from a certain pool, right? Because it's people who are athletic or whatever. Titan Games, those type of things. What's great about Flores Lava is we could cast, we wanted to make it almost universal. Anyone could do it, and so which means you have a wide pool to cast from. So we can and we could cast any age. You know, we had people from eighteen up to someone over sixty. We really and you know, I we live in L.A. There's a lot of eccentric people out here. <laughs> so and we had a great casting company that cast a wide net and found amazing people.
0: Do they practice, or is it like the first time they see it? That's the first time they see it.
1: That's that's the first time they see it. They they're they're given um a little bit of insight very barely any insight of what's going to happen basically push pull tug everything that's there like interact with but when they walk into that room that's the first time they see that room that you see the lava they see everything
0: it's so funny it's just so, do they take do they have to go through acting classes or anything like that or no, you... no
1: no 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 i mean we like my whole thing is whenever you know whenever we get a new cast in, i always prep the cast i'm always like hey how you doing i'm a showrunner let me and I what my whole thing is like you were casting the show because you are we saw something in you that was funny, interesting, whatever. Be yourself. Be yourselves at a party is what I usually say. Be yourselves at a party. <laughs> like, you know, you're on a little bit, but you are yourself. We don't want you to be some sort of like we didn't a- ask you to be like, oh, be act like this. Like we saw something in you. So be yourself.
0: I get that. I get that. Yeah. Uh, doing stand up comedy. Uh, my brother always right. says uh, on stage, Jeff, he, she, he always says, you know, who right. I'd love to be friends with. On stage, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, you're turning on to a degree, but it's still you.
0: Right. 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 Okay. So that's awesome. And then I'm curious, like, what what is what does an executive producer do or a showrunner do? Like, what, is, I mean, what does that mean? I mean,
1: it all it all it all varies. I mean, if you look at credits, there's always a lot of like executive producers. It's like ah. And so like um you know <clears throat> the way I came to the show is uh, it was uh, created by two people at a smaller company who had never really done anything of this ilk, like challenge competition stuff. And Netflix was like, you need to partner up with someone who can actually, you know, like has experience with this. And I've had experience with this. Um, I've done Fear Factor way in the past. I've done, I did a little wipeout. I've done tons of challenge shows, competition shows. And so weird skill set to have where it's like, you know, people bounce it off stiff and swinging. As the showrunner, exec producer, you know, my, my role was... Everything top to tail, right? So they had an idea. It had to kind of be, you know, like we pitched the format to Netflix, had to kind of shape it so what is actually producible. You know, you're hiring all the department heads, hiring all the people in charge of who's your director, who's running challenges. And then all of a sudden, it's like all these, you know, things are coming to you. Oh, these are what the challenges are. You know, what do they look like? You know, you're just being like, that's great. Let's do this. And then on top of that is, you know, you're dealing with the network and making sure all they're being taken care of and they're happy with what's going on. Then it comes, that's pre-production, and then you go into production, and then at production time, you're just, like, putting out fires, right? You're shooting the show, you have a plan of action, but really, it's putting out fires and being like, what the hell are we going to do? This is not working, or whatever. These contestants are... And then so that's just the day of shooting and also making sure you have all the materials you need for post. Then you go into post production and then it's like all the editors, what's the story? Who the you know, who's doing all the writing, like what can we fix, what can we not? Like what's the cuts look like, et cetera. And the whole time also de- dealing with a political strata, because it's like making sure the network is happy, making sure their notes are being attended to, but also trying to make the show you what you want it to be. That's
0: awesome. That's, a, that's yeah. so cool. so cool. It's a fun
1: job. <laughs>
0: how, how do you get to the So like you have three players right yeah. and so it's like uh, there was pastures, or there was family like some yeah, kind of comic triplets flight so attendants yeah sorry so some kind of like where they're all connected in some way or have some good some group good, dynamic uh, dynamics yeah. yes yeah. so how do you figure out like oh three was the right number versus you know what i mean like and $10,000 is the right is you know is what gets people excited you know right. like how do you how do you like figure like we, at one point was they like oh we were trying it with four people and it was just like no it's, it's like you know
1: it comes to like experience to a degree okay. but like it's a weird um three people's kind of an anomaly there's not a lot of shows that have three people are Theory was I did a lot of small group communication classes in college, I remember, and it was always like group dynamic shifts, right? Two people, someone's in charge, and then someone is, you know, subservient. Like, there's always going to be two people, someone's always going to be the leader, and someone's always going to be the follower. And then with three people, you know, it's always like, well, someone's a leader, someone's a follower, and someone's an outlier. So we were like, well, that might be a good group dynamic. We want the rooms to be big. Let's try it. To be, fa- to be frank, like, it's kind of rolling the dice on a first season of a show, Oftentimes you're trying things and you're like, oh, hopefully this fucking works because we don't. Um, sorry for swearing. I don't know how. To no, you're <laughs> don't know. We, you know, we're not. We don't get to make pilots on these shows because they're very expensive to build these sets and stuff like that. So the first season is kind of its pilot. So you know, we kind of use our best experiences being like, oh, three would be interesting because. Someone will, might be a leader, but someone might be an outlier. In a group dynamic, there might be like arguments or like you know, working together. Also, on top of that, we wanted people to fall. And we thought four people were just too many. But three people were like, if you lose someone, you can still make it across the room. It just gives you more opportunity for falls, but more opportunities for people working together. And
0: there's some good, some good falls. There's some good face yes. plants. And yes. so it has a little bit of wipeout in yes. there. It's
1: like... Sure, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, all my challenge team and my eic yeah, my executive in charge of production who dealt with the budget all that all come from wipeout they all they are that's their experience and i've known them from the past from wipeout and so they brought their expertise to bear on the floor of lava all
0: right so the the lava okay yes. it's there's i get anxiety every time i watch them fall in and disappear
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people a lot of parents have had to explain to their children like no 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 it's just a tv show everyone's fine <laughs>
0: Where are they going? Do they, like, fall in? Like where? That,
1: you just... th- that we have been sworn to secrecy. There are certain okay. things Netflix has asked us not to discuss. Um, I will say uh, everyone's fine. Oh, <laughs>
0: they're, yeah. They're they all, come back at the they're end. All, they're, all right. they're all alive.
1: They're <laughs> all But, uh, you know, we we walked into this. One of the first things when it was, like, presented to me is, like, we need to make sure that we sell the idea that they're falling into lava. And, like, most shows, they splash and swim away. And we're, like, they're falling into lava. We want the stakes to feel actual to a degree so while netflix would never you'll watch if you watch all 10 episodes we never use the word die because we're not allowed to use that the fact that it would die but they allowed us to let people just disappear which was kind of the charm of it it'd be like and we told everyone like you know y- y- you know n- not we didn't tell them to like act or sell anything or whatever but we're like you're falling into lava when you're falling into lava you're falling to lava so and i don't think it was hard for them to imagine it once they were in the room because it felt so lot.
0: Yeah, that's that's the other thing. The lava is not is not like just, oh you know, there's red water. I mean, this thing is like bubbling. It's, a, it's, it's yeah, like yeah, it's, it's a like, mixture.
1: It's, like... it's a it's a scientific little mixture we did we did a lot of experimentation to find out the right balance of the ingredients that are in it. It's a little slippery, slimy. I always say it's the closest to um Panda Express orange chicken. is this is what I always say <laughs> it's supposed to. That like oh, that sauce, that's that's what it's closest to. And then yeah, it had bubblers and burpers, which are things that bubble and we control them we had a guy who that that was literally his job and like my challenge head would be like you know burp it now <laughs> like you know like and we would like try to like screw with them while they're on the set to like make it splash stuff and make stuff slippery and stuff like that but it's a it's like you know it took us a while to find out the right thickness right color the right viscosity of the whole thing because also you know this was a substance that we needed to have trucked in be stored be pumped into in pipes we had to create a whole plumbing system you know, it has to be emptied out, tank you know, like all the stuff to like rechange things. So it was a bit of a you know, it took it took a while to figure out.
0: Whatever you did, you did it looks great. The, Pretty good, I did, right?
1: <laughs> I know. Did, did I feel anyone like,
0: can, Yeah. Has anyone did anyone just like freak out and just couldn't do it? I mean like <laughs> when you had to like, like were, were there any contestants that you just couldn't even put on? I mean No,
1: no one no one ever freaked out to that degree. But I will say, I mean, people were pretty stunned by its magnitude if, if you will like you know because they didn't know what happened when they fell either <laughs> you know what I mean? like we're kind of like this is what's going to happen you know I had um, some con- control over the intercom there was an intercom system so I was in like video village and I could like talk to the contestants and be like you know you know, <laughs> and, you know to like allay their fears or be like, get moving. <laughs> you know, <or> whatever, <laughs> the, whatever we wanted to say to them. They were freaked out but no one ever uh, you know, gave up, which I've been on lots of shows where people have been like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> this, everyone did.
0: Well, I feel like when you watch and you're like, just jump, just jump. But hey, you know, when you're there and like, you know, if you slip, yeah, that your brain is not letting you jump. I mean, it's like it's it's like right. you know what I mean. It's like oh, I'm going to have to jump into this thing, and if I don't, I'm going to go headfirst into this other thing. Yeah, it's like it's it's a real mind game.
1: And it's noisy. I mean, it's noisy as hell because there's all this lava bubbling around, and then it's slippery because the substance itself has some flipperiness and it's just like yeah and it's and it's a little smelly too i'm not gonna lie (laughs) so so like it is a bit freaky they're just like all right i don't know how i'm gonna make that because like we don't we're not accustomed especially as adults just jumping like distances for the hell of it you know
0: just to paint the picture for those of you haven't seen it it's um it's like an element you walk into a room and then like one part there's this this thing you jump on and then you grab this painting and it becomes a bridge and it's like yeah. you're it's a real video game-ish type thing how do you design that and then and then how do you test it to make sure that it actually works for like normal people like what you said is the target so that any yeah. any skill level
1: it's complicated so we I, you know again it's a weird skill set that i we just know people who have this weird skill set because for decades they've been doing these shows, like Wipeout and whatnot. And so, basically what happens first is, you know, we design a room, you know, and it's we get all the approvals and whatnot, because all this stuff needs to be built, sculpted, painted. Like, there's a, there's there are hundreds of people working the show where we had a whole mill where people were just sawing things all the time. We had a sculpting department. We had, like, a you know, like a painting department. Like, all these different departments. But so, once the blueprint is approved of what the room is, and they're taping it out, right? They'll be like, in a regular room and they'll just like put tape on and do the measurements and be like, can I jump from this to this? Da, da, da. Yeah, that kind of works. Okay. So then we implement the building of everything. Once everything's built, we had a pool in the back that the, they could like try items individually to figure out like certain things like how distance or, you know, we could tilt things more or less. And then it's put in a tank and here's the hard part is, like, we don't have a lot of time, so we put it in the tank, and we can adjust things a little bit here and there. It, will, it is kind of put them in the tank, practice it a bit, be like, oh, I don't think this is working, let's move this here. We bring in regular people who have never seen it before, testers, to test it, and then we kind of make our guesstimate based on that. And, you know, it's because you want it to be, you want it to be doable, but you want people to fall. So it's this weird skill set where you're like, is this going to work? You know, let's remove that crate because that makes it too easy. But now is it too hard? I don't know. Sometimes you're just like hoping it's going to work. So there's a lot of testing, but it's a lot of using a little bit of your expertise in the past and being like, That's, this should work. This this will work, you know. And they're great at it. My challenge team, is, they're just great at it. So.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, the sets are amazing. It's, there's nothing funnier than people Hitting smashing stuff. their faces.
1: <laughs> it's just yeah. I, I, 100% I'm, I mean, when you're shooting it, all I, all you do is laugh. And like, Listen, like, no one got hurt. Everyone is safe, which is our... That's the other thing. Like, when you're testing these things, you need to make sure it's, you know, locked, solid, safe. We never want anyone to get hurt. But it is so funny to watch people hit things, like, always. (laughs) Universal.
0: To this day, when I think about my my young daughter walking into a glass, one of those glass doors... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, were, we were at a california pizza kitchen and she just like boom and That's it's like because you and when they because it's funny because they that noise it, right yeah and, yeah, the, and yeah. the fact that they didn't see it coming and it was like oh my god it was just, it's a
1: beautiful thing
0: it's a beautiful thing <laughs> <laughs> And this point the wipeout shows like Wipeout is like it's it's hilarious to watch like them get hit by a giant thing and just go flying. Yeah, just
1: punch them in the face all of a sudden, yeah.
0: You did American Gladiators. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: I did. Yes. <laughs> Two thousand and like something. <laughs> I was a young pup.
0: Those are like to me like though that is set up and it's completely mentally different. Like you're watching that and you're like, you'd want them to succeed. Like when they fall. It's like, or like where they slip it. Right. You know what I mean? Like
1: that's... Yeah, it's every show has its different, like this show clearly was, you know, have people you know, attempt a room and you want most people to fall, but you want some victories. Yeah, yeah, some other shows are like, you want people to look like heroes, you know? Yeah. And so how do you establish a challenge that they can look heroic, but still seem challenging? Yeah, so again, it's a weird skill set to have, but somehow I have it at this point. <laughs>
0: So when do you find out about season two or did you already uh, Florence Lava?
1: No, I mean, you know, the interesting thing about Netflix is they don't really work at that pace. They're not, they're not a like, this is a success. Let's make a thousand more. <laughs> they're right, like this right. weird, like, you know, streaming service that has my, my, uh, I always liken them to like working at a Las Vegas buffet. Like we're all made, we just at a big fancy buffet and we all get to make our little food, but like they have a lot of food always coming. So when you run out of crab legs, they're like, yeah, but we got prime rib coming so we can hold on the crab legs. Hopefully soon. I have a call with them next week, I believe to go over a 30 day numbers. All indication is that it's been very, very successful, at least getting some eyeballs. Netflix is very big on also people watching the entire series, which uh, on a show like ours is difficult. It's 10 episodes. It's standalone. It's a fun show, but like, you know, is everyone going to be like, I'm watching all 10 episodes? It's not like Stranger Things where you have to, like, you you have to watch all 10 episodes, you know? Um, so, there's like, you know, they have different things to look at when they decide, but they have all the information. They'll be like, oh, people watched this many episodes and turned it off here and fast forwarded here. So, well, no, we'll know soon enough. You know, it's obviously we're in a weird world as well where they'll be like, okay, if we make more, how do we make more? Because with how production is in a, in a post COVID world, uh, you know, we don't know quite yet. Everyone's attempting it, like, everyone's starting to dip their toes in. But um, hopefully soon, and we can just, like, go, you know, and do something.
0: Your structure, though, may work to the benefit of, like, a Mm stay-at-home thing because it's meant to be three people who know each other not strangers Precisely. so if they've yeah. already been staying at home together right then then they, that could be it but now explaining that to the people at home so that they don't forget well, that's another thing yeah. you know what i because mean? well there's that whole thing where now where people see or like things what's and going they, on yeah you're like, like why are they
1: touching yeah why are you they you hugging
0: you can't <laughs> do that this
1: is yeah. shots this was shot 20 years ago oh yeah. oh okay I mean, it, the bigger thing is not even a shooting it's kind of the crew it's like how do you how do you set up these little fiefdoms where like the people building can get it to the sculptors can get it to the painters oh. but no one's interacting that's but that's what everyone's setting up right now they're figuring out protocols for that so
0: so it's interesting you said like do they watch the whole series and netflix mm-hmm. watches it because it made me think of something there's like i feel like there's like two kinds of streaming shows there's stranger things like you said or mm-hmm. tiger king where you're like you mm-hmm. watch it and then they go at the very end they go oh my god and they just hook you right, right. and and you have to watch that next episode. But then like to me, like there's there is series like Flora's Lava, which is like that filler series, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you watch in Tiger King, but you need a break. And so right. you watch a couple right. episodes of Flora's right. Lava or, or a show like that where you don't need it can be standalone, you know, right. like Black Mirror is kind of like yeah. that. I mean, they yeah. they don't rely on each other, right? So mm-hmm. it's like a show where you can kind of squeeze in between. It's a good in between all the other shows, which right. is how people do it anyway now.
1: I think I think a kid audience also helps because kids tend to binge things and watch everything right. and, and rewatch things like they you know because kids are kids. Like my kid can rewatch things a million times, so like that helps us as well. Um, I know we, I mean, we've had a lot of eyeballs on the thing. It's been, it's been amazing how it's been everywhere and people, like kids are building their own courses in their backyards and like just having fun.
0: That's awesome. That's how you know it's a success. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's how you know. Precisely. Exactly.
0: You also have another show, Tough as Nails, right now. Yes, yeah, that's CBS. a CBS
1: series. It's been on for two weeks now. It's on Wednesdays at eight PM on CBS, which is fun. It's, it's a different type of show. It's like a challenge, arc competition show. I've done a lot of like game showy things. Then I've done like arced competition. Art competition means like you know someone's gonna win after ten episodes, like Survivor, like amazing race type thing and that's about like blue collar workers like competing to who's like the toughest it's pretty fun and then i also like prior to this did encore on disney plus which is more of a musical theater doc thing like i i try to diversify what i do all the time like it's just fun to like try to dabble like not only do game shows not only do challenge stuff but sometimes do like more feel-good stuff and those type of things
0: I watched. I saw the first episode of Encore. I, I saw it legit, not because we were talking. I literally yeah, that's saw cool. It. Yeah. The, Which uh, one was oh, it? Annie. Annie. Yeah. Annie. Annie. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. with uh, Kristen Bell. So when Kristen I was Kristen Bell. So here's here's the point. So you also did King of the Nerds. I you know, did. Yeah. A little bit ago. Way back. And yeah. Yeah. Then that's with Curtis like Armstrong and Robert yep. Carradine. Yep. I saw that you had a picture with Curtis. Yes. Um, he, he hooked you up with Lynn Manuel. That's pretty. Yes. That's pretty there, awesome. We
1: went to see Hamilton and got to hang out with Lynn Manuel afterwards. It was pretty cool. was
0: <laughs> very cool. So here's the connection. The connection is Curtis is from Detroit, Kristen's from Huntington Woods, which is a suburb or uh-huh. just outside of Detroit. So you've worked with many, many michigan people well
1: i of lived notes. in grant i of lived notes. in grand rapids and oh, i and God, yeah, yeah, yeah home of <laughs> president ford man yeah yeah i lived in grand rapids michigan for uh six years up to seventh grade and i always you know michigan has a warm place in my heart for me a lot of friends still there and i always loved going to I love I still I still am a big fan of U of M is like like, I'm always like let's go blue. That's like (laughs) go blue, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I remember when the Tigers won in eighty four, I was a little kid. But that was like the best, man. Like that was that was awesome. Totally, um, man. Yeah. Yeah. But Curtis is great. He's like yeah, he's such a Michigan man, like Detroit guy. Like he's he's awesome
0: yeah he's awesome and Kristen Bells I also big with
1: frozen yeah oh yeah she's oh yeah. she's she's gigantic but um but yeah no to me it's been i've been lucky that I just get to try do shows that are fairly big. I always say like I've done every type of show except women and wine and men like digging. For oil like those we're catching fish like those are the two shows i haven't done and I, I don't want to do because i don't like being like in i don't want to be in a boat <laughs> like, you know like, like no thank you charge your own path
0: anthony exactly. so, um Okay. Besides Floor's Lava, besides yeah. Tough and Nails, which will, everyone should watch.
1: Sure. It's a great show. It's, it's really heartfelt that one.
0: What are like the top five Anthony Card must stream shows of that you've done?
1: <laughs> well, I you know, one of my favorite go- shows is King of the Nerds. Like I will okay. I will say, like, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I, we did three seasons of it. It is probably one of the closest shows to my heart. Like, it was, We were all, everyone I was making It was kind of nerdy. I was kind of nerdy as a kid. What I loved most about it, though, was it's like these guys, it's like a 12 nerds, I can't remember exactly how many compete, nerds is a catch-all phrase, competing to be king of the nerds. And all the games were like, you know, sometimes mathematical, sometimes pop culture. But what I loved about it is the contestants, usually I do a show and I'm like, we're smarter than these contestants. Don't worry. We got them. But like King of the Nerds is one of the few where like you're like, oh, man, these contestants are smarter than us. Like what the hell are we going to do? Because we had like NASA scientists and like all these interesting people on it. Um, I love King of the Nerd. I did a show called Jamie Oliver's Food Revolution, uh, which was Jamie Oliver's a chef, and we took over a school in West Virginia and tried to make their school lunches better and and dealt with child nutrition, which was a pretty doc kind of series. That's what I won my Emmy for, and that series was just great. Season one of that series was amazing. Like It was just watching Jamie try to tackle what school lunches in this country, which is kind of an abomination you know? right, right. <laughs> so i love that show i love making fear factor i always enjoyed making that show and then you know it's it's hard for me to pick all my babies you know <laughs> i'm trying to remember my other shows it's just, I've, I've done a lot of shows i've been lucky i'm trying to like look around
0: you've, you've done well
1: gladi american gladiators you know i was a lower level producer editor i came up as an editor by the way like my the way my path to this business was is like I was—I knew how to edit, and I was editing on season one of Fear Factor, and quickly realized I didn't like being alone. But I've always, always been very good at it. So what happened was, people would hire me to like cut their pilots and stuff. As long—and I was like, as long as I'm in the field learning. How to produce, I'll edit. So that's, so Gladiators, I was literally on the way to my wedding. We were getting married in Italy. It was like 2007. The guy who was running it called me. It was like, American Gladiators is coming back. Hulk Hogan's gonna be the host. He's like, but I lived in New York City at the time. And he was like, but you have to move to LA, you know, two weeks after your honeymoon. And I just turned to my wife and I'm like, I'm moving to LA after, And my wife had to stay in New York. I like literally, we got married, came back, to, did our honeymoon. Two weeks later, I flew to LA to work on that show, because I just loved it as a kid. Like that was just a dream. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Well, here, that, let me. Uh, I'm a celebrity. You were. Oh, that I'm a was Celebrity, fun. get out of here. You were involved with. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. <laughs>
1: with hey, the stars. everyone has some problem shows. <laughs> <laughs> dancing with the Stars. What's great about Dancing with the Stars is like, and that's the last time I felt um, the like where the world was watching something because it was the season with Bristol Palin. And like, it was just like, the you know, thir- every night it was like 30 something million people were watching. It's really rare now to have anything on network have any sort of impact like that. It's just not how network TV functions anymore. It's, it's very niche, um, which is what's nice about Lava. Lava was the first time in a while I was just like, holy crap, like, like. People everywhere are watching this thing. Like it is, it is like you know, infiltrated the world.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So how can uh, how can people find you? Or is it, what's a good way? I to, mean, to my I is, is my media? name? Right?
1: <laughs> like, what's my Twitter handle? I think my Twitter handle is um, is uh, Gang of Wolves Two, I believe. Is that what my Twitter handle is? Like, I'm gonna look at it right now. Yes, it Gang of Gang Wolves of Number wolves Two, which is the which two. is a company I started with my partner. Um, uh, a few years ago, and and uh, Flores Lava was our first series. Regrettably, like, if you see the first episode, you'll see there's a memoriam for him. He passed away before we finished shooting from a battle of cancer. which was So, like, it's weird. When I think about making Lava, it was a lot of fun, but there's also, like, it has this, like, thread of, like, what? <laughs> like, PTSD, you know, sadness. But he was an awesome guy who... You know, which is the bittersweetness of its success. It's like he doesn't get to do the victory lap. I mean, his family's happy. His wife is, you know, like everyone's like, this is awesome. You know, we just all wish he was here to do it. But anyways, Gang of Wolves, that's a sad way of talking about my Twitter handle. Uh, Gang of Wolves 2 is my Twitter handle if anyone wants to say hi, ask me a question, say, can I be on Lava? Yeah. And then, you know, if we get a second season, that's where I'll be announcing it at some point. And, you know, we'll be hopefully then casting and then I'll put in casting materials on there and people can try out. I imagine it will be much easier to cast this go around because everyone wants everyone wants. I feel like I could charge people to do the show at this point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think I think you'll my daughter wants on. My daughter wants on. She's already picked her two friends. (laughs) Just let me let me know
1: how how old is she? Like well, wait. We'll hopefully, we'll be on for a while. Then. She's uh, 20. twenty. Oh well, she's perfect then.
0: Right. Exactly. You, you, yeah.
1: had a, you had a kid young, man. Like I'm trying looking at
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. Uh, when I was twenty, I had a... wow,
1: <laughs> I'm <just> it. Wow. I was
0: kidding. <laughs> so, yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, this is awesome. So much. All right. A lot of uh, TV homework uh, for the audience. <laughs> Anthony, I can't thank you enough. Glad we. Yeah. Thanks been for on having Twitter. me.
1: Right. Thanks for, Thank uh, and yeah, and watch Floor's Lava. Watch if you watch Floor's Lava, you have to watch all the episodes, or Netflix gets my, my exec at Netflix gets very angry.
0: And, and, and like, you'll be helping Anthony get a season two.
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly. You Me and a lot Anthony. of other people. Thank you so much. <laughs> have a good day, man.
0: Thanks, man. All right. How fun was that? Floor's Lava. Yeah. Anthony Carboni. And again, super thanks to Paul for hooking us up. Totally appreciate that. You're going to get a special note in the show notes. That's right. That's right, Paul. Look for that. All right. Wanted to tie in a pretty cool hashtag roundup. Check out hashtag roundup online. Those are Twitter hashtag games that I'm constantly reading on the show, and you can be part of it. Like to theme them. So there was one back in May. Hashtag if life were like a video game with Ash Games account. Fun game, weekly game, on the hashtag Roundup. All right. So what do we got here? If life were like a video game, I would definitely have to cheat to win. All right. Sarah's a cheater. Up, down, left, right. Right, right, right. Left, left. Cheat codes away. That would be an easy way to get through life. I guess in golf, they have mulligans. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Jan, if life were like a video game, we could just plug our controller in to recharge. Wouldn't that be nice? I guess the real-life version of that is a $100 massage. Daryl says, if life were like a video game, after a few years, you get sidelined for a new version. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. But it's true. It's true. Everyone's always looking for the next best thing. All right, Fletchy. if life were like a video game, loading the dishwasher would basically be like Tetris for adults. <laughs> this one hit a little close to home. A little close to home for me. Oh, here's one. If life were like a video game, everyone would be eating all the time. Waka 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 waka. That was my Pac-Man. If life were like a video game, jaywalking would come with its own jaunty tune. <laughs> If life were Frogger, yes, it would be. Kristen, if life were like a video game, we'd all be overcoming obstacles and always trying to get the coins. Wait a minute. That is life. All right. All right. All these are going to be on the at Jeff Twitter handle. So check that out. And you can follow them and retweet them and do all that good stuff. Definitely follow us at, at Jeff Dewaskin Show on Twitter can find us on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're in all the places. So give us a follow and also find us on Apple. We're in iHeartRadio now and Stitcher and Spotify and Pandora. Give us a like subscribe to the Jeff DeWaskin show. Tell your friends tell everybody and until then we'll see you next week. <coughs>
1: Thanks so much for listening
0: to this episode of the Jeff Dwoskin Show with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. Now go repeat everything you've heard and sound like a genius. Catch us online at the Jeff or follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dwoskin Show and we'll see you next time.